I'm Misty Winkler from Simply Convivial. Simply because I try to be clear, straightforward, and honest. Convivial because my aim is a cheerful, lively home together with my people. You're listening to the Simply Convivial audio blog, short but meaty segments to keep you focused and in the game as a homeschool mom. Atmosphere makes up one third of our education efforts, and Convivial sums up the home and education lifestyle that we're after. Lighthearted, festive, together, full of life, and yet rich and meaningful. Add a dash of simple to keep it real and manageable, and you have Simply Convivial. I'm all about classical education in our homeschool, but that's because I think that the best minds from the beginning of history have been wrestling with the same questions that we homeschool moms do. How do we make lifelong learners? How do we teach our kids not only what is right, but to love what is right and do it? How do we do that ourselves? How do we know what is most important to do with our limited time and energy? Joining that conversation is something we can all do, regardless of the label that we choose. Let's do it. For the first season of the Simply Convivial audio blog, I'm revisiting one of my favorite series, the Education is for Life series, where I take the principles of classical education and apply them to the home and our lives as mothers. This series was inspired by a set of webinars by Dr. Christopher Perrin, which you can find along with a set of pretty printable commonplace entries for all six Latin mottos that go with these posts at simplyconvivial.com slash audio. That's simplyconvivial.com slash audio, where you can also sign up to receive the show notes and links by email every week. And now, the meat. The Simple Life, Multum Non Multa, or Simplicity, in the Education is for Life series. It is true that education is a life, and it is true that life is an education, but it's also true that education is for life. If this classical education thing that we're seeking for our children is meant to prepare them for life, and it is, then is it not also true that we ourselves as mothers, as women, need this preparation? Although I would say that reading Homer and Shakespeare and learning Latin and logic is beneficial for humans in general, including mothers, I am getting at something even more basic than the content that we're studying. The principles upon which we base our education are the same principles upon which we can base our home routines, our activity choices, and our personal goals. These are truly principal principles, first things, foundational things. Multum non multa, much not many. I must admit that part of the reason I love this phrase so much is that using much and many incorrectly is a pet peeve of mine. In English, much and many distinguish between non-count and count nouns, so the phrase implies having much of something more abstract, like virtue, education, knowledge, wisdom, etc., and not many tangible, countable, material things. Another way the Latin phrase can be translated is not quantity, but quality. This sentiment is one that has several traditional English proverbs as well, quality over quantity and less is more. 
The principle tells us that we should privilege depth and quality over breadth and quantity. It means that it is okay to say no to good things when we realize that saying yes would diminish the quality and depth of the good things that we're already committed to. It helps us to recognize and be content with our own finiteness. No one person or family can do all the legitimately good things that there are to be done. So, praise God, there are lots of people in the world. Multum non multa means simplicity. Simplicity is a good principle to filter choices through, but it must remain subordinate to truth, goodness, and beauty as our primary filters. If a thing isn't true, then it doesn't matter if it is quality. If it isn't good, it doesn't matter if it is deep. If it isn't beautiful, then it doesn't matter if it is simple. Children are a good, for example, but they definitely complicate life. Quality over quantity is generally true, but when it comes time for building relationships, then quantity time is just as important. But there are still many opportunities for us that are true, good, and beautiful, that are excellent, pure, praiseworthy, and lovely. We cannot do them all. So what sort of filter does simplicity provide? I appreciate Tish Oxenreiter's definition in her book, Organized Simplicity, where she writes, The definition of simple living is this, living holistically with your life's purpose. Later, in that same chapter, she develops this thought, Holistic living means that your spiritual, relational, emotional, intellectual, physical, and financial lives are working together. Living simply means that you have a focus and direction and that all aspects of your life cohere around that focus and help move it forward. It means you do not have a compartmentalized life. It means your energies are not scattershot across a wide field, aiming at no target other than forward momentum. In order to clarify what your family's focus and direction is, what holistic living will look like for you, Tish's suggestion is to write a family mission statement. Writing mission statements might be what the hip kids are doing, but if we're taking our cues from the ages of history gone before and not from current trends, then we know that a business-like mission statement is a fad rather than an enduring practice. However, we would still benefit from having those sorts of conversations, from knowing what is important to us, from understanding what gifts we have and how best to invest them. Thinking about your hoped-for end before you decide what to do is traditional, proverbial wisdom. For example, one such maxim that I found is from the Greek philosopher Epictetus. First, say to yourself what you would be, and then do what you have to do. So, a written mission statement is fine and dandy, but I don't think you have to do that if you don't want to. However, you should think about where you want to be and about who you want to be, and then make choices holistically based upon that end rather than on immediate expediency. To live holistically, one does need a unifying principle. And for the Christian, that unifying principle will be some variation of glorify God, grow in wisdom and holiness, and use our gifts and talents to further his kingdom. Simplicity at home. 
Of course, the obvious application of multum non multa inside of our homes is in the stuff department. Get rid of the junk, choose a few quality tools over many cheap gadgets. Moreover, choose few quality tools over many quality tools. A smaller house is easier and faster to clean if the stuff inside is proportionate to the size. Declutter the closets, toss the extra papers, and don't buy things just because they're on sale. This is also the principle upon which I formed simplified dinners. How far can I pare down my pantry and still make a variety of flexible meals? Right now, I'm also playing with this principle in my wardrobe. With how few things could I manage to make a variety of flexible outfits? Do I really need a shirt in every color that I like? Do I really need both brown and black everything? I'm still in the declutter and experiment stage of that project, but it's been fun. Then there is this holistic aspect to simplicity, which is less obvious to apply. Sometimes it feels like keeping a clean house is its own separate and additional wheel that we have to keep spinning, a thing unto itself not integrated into the other aspects of our lives. Yet our home is probably the thing most integrated into our lives. It is the backdrop of that life. It's not a separate thing, but a setting, a stage, on which the drama of life is being played out. So rather than seeing the house as yet another separate entity demanding our attention, we should see it as the setting, the backdrop, necessary, helpful, and not an end in itself. Simplicity in Schedule I've written a not unfavorable review before of the book Managers of Their Homes by Terry Maxwell. In this book, she tells you how to schedule your family by the half hour, every half hour of the day, each child and yourself. Talk about many. A half hour block from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for each child and myself is 72 blocks. Keeping tabs on, enforcing, and also implementing 72 blocks of time each day is crazy making. How many time blocks in each day are you trying to keep rolling? Can we apply multa non multa to our calendars and schedules? If Malcolm Gladwell's idea is at all valid, then it takes 10,000 hours to become a real proficient in something, which works out to about three hours a day for 10 years. If we wanted to learn something really well, if we want it internalized, then it's going to take time and application, not dabbling. We cannot give adequate time and attention to many opportunities, hobbies, or skill sets. Spend three hours a day outside. Spend three hours a day immersed in language, singing, reading, talking, writing. Think in big chunks instead of about every minutia. The multum non multa principle guides us to pick much, quality, deep, over many, quantity, and shallow. If you're going to do something, do it. And that will mean not doing other things. Let this principle reassure you that choosing much of one good thing over a little of many good things is the better choice. Simplicity as mothers. How does multum non multa apply to us in our role as a mother? Are we trying to be many things to our children rather than much? Are we switching from mother to taskmaster to teacher to PE director to cook to maid to tutor to entertainer to chauffeur? 
feeling that these are all different, distinct, and separate roles that we are playing in our children's lives, roles that we have to get right. Instead, wouldn't it be feel and look different to address all these aspects as one life and as one person? Can we see all that we do, as Ann Voskamp writes, a one-piece life? Would that remove some of the crazy hat-switching stress? If we're feeling like we're being pulled in a million different directions at once, can we pull back and evaluate? Can we change our orientation, remove some clutter, whether it be physical, schedule, or mental? and live our life integrated upon a unifying central purpose? Can we apply multa non multa into our everyday lives and reduce stress? I'd love to hear what you think about that. You can join the conversation at simplyconvivial.com slash podcast one. That's simplyconvivial.com slash podcast one, where you can find this written post as well as join the conversation. Now it's time for this season's simple sanity saver, a brain dump. A brain dump is simply writing down whatever is piling up in your head when you start to feel a little crazy, a little overwhelmed, a little swamped. And if you're feeling a lot swamped, a brain dump is essential. When you write it all down on paper, you move it from the ethereal realm where it's just vague obligation and stress to concrete words on paper that you can actually deal with. When it's written down, you can better see what's bothering you, and instead of using your mind to hold details and try to remember things, you can use your mind to actually think about those details and make solid decisions. Putting things down onto paper clears the space in your head. A brain dump is not a to-do list. A brain dump is just a collection. You might move things from your brain dump notebook to a to-do list, but you might also and probably should also move things from your brain dump notebook into the trash. Whenever you start to feel like you just can't juggle everything, try grabbing a piece of paper and writing down all that makes up your everything that you're trying to juggle. You're sure to have some aha moments. Get your free brain dump guide, which will walk you through the process and give you prompts to get everything out of your head and onto paper where you can deal with it at simplyconvivial.com slash podcast one. Thank you for listening to the Simply Convivial audio blog. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love it if you'd leave a rating or review on iTunes. That helps iTunes decide to share it with others looking for homeschool inspiration. Head over to simplyconvivial.com slash review for a quick and easy way to help spread the word. Thank you. And if you haven't already, head over to simplyconvivial.com slash audio for links to the latest episodes, to sign up to receive show notes, and to find this season's free download. Remember, education is repentance. Repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.